0: You know him, you love him. Our little bundle of walking, a heart heart on legs. Welcome Reverend Stephen Bartlett. (laughs) Oh, thank you.
1: Up here looks like a library. Joel must be in charge of all these books up here. You got books after
0: books. My leather bound, I'll take that.
1: (laughs) The the sacredness of all these, I'm so sorry. (laughs) It's okay. See, he's talking about books, I'm dropping them, all kinds of books up here. Hi, everybody. Hi. Yes, I love this place. I love these four chapters. Does anybody love these four chapters? Is anybody reading along with these four chapters? The most beautiful thing. I'm real sorry about your book, your leather binder and All all that. You should have seen her face when she saw a leather binder hit the floor. I was Not as like bad innocent. as when you marked
0: in it last week.
1: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and I almost marked in it last week. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> trying to get it together. So anyway. Um, I guess I got the dropsies today. Okay. So oh, yeah. this four chapters, it's all about the belief. I think it's about the belief because... Because it's, it has all these, all these ideas, and I'm going to read something. It says, when the consciousness speaks, the law receives and executes. When a farmer plants a seed, he invokes the law. That which follows is done by mechanical side of nature, which has no volition of its own. Involition is the cause, and evolution is the effect." <clears throat> So when a practitioner thinks or gives a treatment or makes a prayer, he is dealing with involution. The first step of the creative order. This is what the Bible calls the word. That which follows is evolution or the unfoldment of the word or concept into objective existence. Okay, so we are thinking, willing. Okay, where are we? I'm sorry. We are thinking, willing, knowing, conscious centers of life. We are surrounded by, immersed in, and there is a flowing through us of a creative something. Call it what you will. The sum total of all our thought, will, purpose, and belief creates a tendency to the law that causes it to react to us according to the sum law of the belief. Now, that's a lot of stuff to think and think about. and. I'm gonna just stay away from that podium for a minute. So, you know, the first four chapters are very intense, they're very deep, they're very thought-filled, a lot of ideas come forward in that. But the whole idea is, it's all about treatment, it's all about belief, it's all about the understanding and the feeling nature of what God is, which is everything, everything. Everything is God. So if everything is God, What are we? Ah, it's kind of scary when you come from a Catholicism area and you go, God, me? No, God was outside of myself. But once we believe that we are as God is, things start to shift. Now, you know, we're talking about miracles all day, all day this morning. I'm a miracle. I'm a miracle being up here. I should have been dead a long time ago. I've had a lot of different challenges throughout my whole life but I keep praying or doing science of mind treatment. And what it does for me, it creates new ideas in my life. It creates new possibilities. Does anybody have any possibilities? Yeah? We all believe in those things, right? It's possible for us. Okay, so now I'm I'm, I'm actually going to be a board member. We talk about applications. That's right. Applications. I've been filling out so many different kinds of applications recently. But a long time ago, I wasn't filling out any applications. I wasn't really in the know of God. I wasn't in the beingness of God. But now I'm filling out applications. I filled out an application for the, a new board, at being a new board person. I had to go through an intense... Was that intense, Michelle? I mean, it seemed intense to me. <laughs> not, not for you. <laughs> So I went through this intense ordeal of like asking millions of questions and different things. But here's what happened. When I start to change me, all the old stuff comes up. Has that ever happened to anybody here? You start to change. You say, I've got possibilities. I really want to do this thing. And then all of a sudden, all this old stuff comes up. And you're like, oh my god, what am I doing with this old stuff? I thought I put it away a long time ago. But it comes up. So, what do we do as religious scientists? We pray, right? We pray, but we call it affirmative prayer. So, we're always working in consciousness to change things. So, it's really funny because, you know, I have this business, I have a side business called Art and Bloom Productions. And a long time ago, I did a, a treasure map. And I was looking at this recently because in my treasure map, I had this little van and it said, Art and Bloom Productions on it. And I didn't have a van, but I had created a treasure map anyway. So what happened was I started doing treatment, prayer, and thinking, I really need to have a van. And then all of a sudden somebody walked up to me who was my prayer partner at the time and said, here's $1,000, I just sold my house, I got more money for it than I thought I was gonna get, so I wanna give you $1,000 for your new van. And I was like, wow, that's so exciting. So what happened was I changed the idea of my limitations thinking I don't have into a powerful idea that I do have and is there for me and all I have to do is open up and receive my good. So the biggest thing that happens in my life is that I sometimes cancel out all that good. You know, I say, I am all this, and then two seconds later I go, but you're really not, are you? And then you start going into that default escalating down and down and down, and you have to put on the brakes and go, Arr! and you have to stop and change your thinking. So all of a sudden you're changing your thinking, you're changing your mind, you're doing all the things that are possible. possibility thinkers do, right? Knowing that I have it already, believing that you can have it, and allowing it to happen. So now we've got this idea of art and bloom productions and I've just sold two weddings this week, last two weeks. Now that's a miraculous thing for me because as I'm trying to keep this flowing, I'm thinking in somewhere in my back of my head, well, maybe I need to close that down. And I go, no. And I do a positive affirmation. I know that my business is perfect, it's whole, it's complete, it's full of money, full of wealth, full of design. And I sold two weddings. And that's a beautiful thing because all of a sudden I'm using my mind to create my idea. I'm using my mind and my intelligence and my prayer to get what I want. Now, back in the day. You know, there used to be like, you know, prayer was something that you did just so you could, you know, get out there and say, okay, my Our Fathers, my Hail Marys and different things and go to church and think that you're doing all the good things. Being and using prayer today is getting those things. So it's really the opportunity of saying, yes, I can. Yes, I can and I do. As all those miracle songs say, I can and I do. So in my life, I can and do and what I've done is I'm creating art and bloom still from the inside out I'm creating a wonderful life from the inside out. I'm taking all of these applications That we're talking about today and turning them into possibilities Okay, so my life is It's not always a way up here It goes down goes up, but it rides in a higher level than it used to Does everybody have that? Yeah, good so all I'm saying today is that these four chapters talk about the belief system, the core beliefs, the ideas behind it, and how to get to this place, okay? All right, that's all I have today. So thank you very much.
0: Reverend Joel Fortinos. Thank
2: you. You like?
0: Yeah, all right.
2: Good morning. I have come to share with you good news. Does anybody need some good news? Yes, good. This is such a great time of year because hundreds of centers in this organization all around the world are doing the same thing. Studying the basics of our philosophy. The first four chapters of the Science of Mind textbook, Science of Mind Baroness Holmes who founded the philosophy And we're all going back and just going over the basics, which is so valuable and so good, because it reminds us of what is possible. Here's the good news. Ernest Holmes said something in the first four chapters, and I love it, it's one of my favorite parts of the science of mind, he said something very powerful that really hit me when I first came to this philosophy and continues to inspire me decades later, which is this, the law, And the law is, Ernest Holmes describes the law, there's one power, which is love, and the way love operates is through a creative process that he calls the law. And he said, the law is absolute. And he said, the way that we understand it is by making it real for us, by applying it and seeing the manifestation. And, this is the fun part, he said, if it works for one person in this world, then theoretically, it can work for every person in this world. Everyone. That doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who you know. It doesn't matter how old you are. It doesn't matter where you are. It doesn't matter who you know because we're all made from the same spirit. We are all made of love. And using the law, he said, it doesn't matter who you are or uh, who you know, because the law works the same for everyone. In fact, the, the phrase he uses is, the law is no respecter of persons. That's kind of old-fashioned sounding, right? But what he means is, anybody can use it, and in fact, everybody is using it already. It Doesn't matter how old you are, because in the spiritual terms, we are all eternal. And the only point in which we can actually apply these teachings is in the only time there really is, which is when? Right now. And it doesn't matter where you are because the entire potentiality of life itself is available right here and right here and right here. It's available in New York City, it's available in Paris, it's available in the outer reaches of Mongolia. The same source that can work for us right here, can work in outer Mongolia, it might have a different channel to re- to bring you your good, same source, same law, same process. Isn't that good news? I love to, I was very inspired early on to discover that not only can it work for people, but it is working for people. Millions of people are using this to good effect and I get very inspired when other people use it and get results. It inspires me further to go on. Early on when I got into the teaching what I discovered is that people like Peggy Lee was involved in the philosophy. Peggy Lee is considered to be one of the most iconic and important jazz vocalists of all time. She was part of this philosophy. Albert Einstein kept a copy of the Science of Mind on his desk. I saw a great picture of George Lucas, Star Wars, standing in front of his bookcase, and right there next to his head on the bookcase was The Science of Mind. I went to Memphis, of course, Mecca. What's in Memphis? Graceland. Went to Graceland, and they had uh, Elvis Presley's desk, and on his desk were his favorite books, and guess what book was on there? The Science of Mind. Yeah. I know. I would was a little bit of a fan. That's a science of mind, and nobody else cared, but I did. <laughs> in our time, in contemporary time, the, uh, the very successful baseball player, Barry Zito credits this philosophy. In fact, he credits Ernest Holmes' book, Creative Mind and Success, with inspiring him to achieve all of this greatness as an athlete. I remember at the church I was at before this in uh, what we used to call Science of Mind 1 classes, now it's called Foundation, I guess it's called something the very first class that you do when you enter into classes one of the students there, we were talking about this idea that if it works for one person it can work for anybody and he got so turned on by that because he thought wow it can actually work for me and what he did is he left the salon he was working at to open up his own salon not saloon salon (laughs) that became so successful using these principles he opened up a second one And then a third. He now has a chain of very high-end salons all up and down the East Coast. I remember another student who got turned on by this idea that it works. She left her Wall Street job to become a painter, and she now has her own uh, art gallery out in the Hamptons. People use this philosophy in so many different ways. People use it for healings, health and healings. They use it, I've seen people use it and have experienced this myself to find the loves of their life. Every time one of us uses it for anything and manifests it, it lifts all of us and inspires all of us to do the same. Now, I remember back when I was in my first class, science of mind class, 150 years ago, And I was sitting there and I was learning the lingo and I was learning the concepts and all of that. And I remember our teacher was saying that, she said, uh, the way that you use it is you direct your thoughts consciously toward the thing that you want to manifest in life. And one of the tools we teach to do that is spiritual mind treatment. That's our words for positive affirmative prayer, a specific form of directed thought. And she said, If you use spiritual mind treatment to direct your thoughts toward the thing that you want, it will manifest. And I was just mind blown. And I thought, that is so amazing. And she did a spiritual mind treatment, and I was just lifted by it. And I raised my hand in class, and I said, how often should you do one of these spiritual mind treatments? And in my mind, I'm thinking, God, it's so powerful. Maybe you should even do it as often as monthly. And she looked at me and she said, you should do it every single day. What, every day? And she said, yes, in fact, you should do it first thing every morning. You should do it first thing every morning. And I said, every morning, what are you talking about? And she said, here's the deal. We are all already using the law in our lives, but we're using it unconsciously, unconsciously. I just saw a guy on TV saying that we, 40 to 45% of our lives is unconscious habit. So she was saying, we use it already unconsciously. She said, why wouldn't you want to begin every day directing your thoughts, directing the universe toward the very thing that it is you want? Why not start the day consciously? Ernest Holmes says in the fourth chapter how it works he says, whatever you want can come to you only by coming through you. Meaning you have to direct it. It has to come through your creative process. I couldn't believe that every single day. And she said, here's a way to do it. Do it in your shower. Well, first she said, do you shower every day? And I said, yes. <laughs> and she said, do it in the shower. She, start, she said, start. When you turn the water on, begin doing your spiritual mind treatment. Begin being conscious and direct your thoughts toward the thing that it is you want and use the entire shower. Now, at first I have to admit, by the time I was done with my hair, and I had more hair back then to shampoo, but by the time I was done with my hair, I was done with my treatment because they were short. But as I got into it, it got longer and longer until I began to be filled by the idea of directing my thoughts toward the thing that it is that I want. It has gone on to become the cornerstone, the foundation of my spiritual journey to create all the things that I want. Remember, if it works for one of us, it can work for all of us. That is the good news I came to share today. Thank you.
0: Is anybody here have an idea about something that you would like to have happen in your life, that you would like to own, that you would like to demonstrate a place you want to go, something you would like to have happen that, isn't, that is not currently your experience. Does anybody happen to have something like that? Really, we don't have every single hand up? Okay, so close your eyes. Bring that thing to mind. Bring that thing to mind. If it's a thing you want to own, imagine it is owned. If it's a place you want to go, imagine it yourself there. If it is a relationship you want healed, see yourself beautifully in relationship with that individual. If it's a way you want to be in the world, see yourself in being that if it's a physical challenge see it See yourself transcended and free from it get it in your mind bring color to the imagination breathe into it bring it alive even more Breathe into it again, and then in a moment you're gonna say out loud, still with your eyes closed, any short affirmation that says either, I accept this, I allow this, I'm willing to receive this, whatever that is. You got, your, you got it in your minds? When on the count of three, State your declaration, one, two, three. (laughs) That's application. You can open your eyes. Application is allowing yourself to want for something. Now, want isn't a popular word in the science of mind because it it implies separate from. But it begins there. It begins with noticing something that we, appear, that we think appears outside or we think is separate. We think it's an experience we're not quite having yet. So it shows up as a want or it shows up as a desire or it shows up of a not yet, I don't have it. You know, and then then we, we notice that thing, and we decide that we want that experience or that thing, right? All your job is to do and my job is to do is say, thank you. So right now, thank you. Thank you. Just thank you. Thank you for this. Thank you for this. Thank you for this. Thank you for the reality that this is possible in my life. Thank you for the ability to receive. Thank you, God, life, spirit, whatever your word is, for delivering unto me my dreams, my hopes, my wants, my desires. Thank you. There is no other effort you're going to do that's going to make a dang bit of difference. You cannot effort your life into place. You can. You get that? You cannot effort it into place. You must accept, allow, and receive. I don't know how to make any more mind power work. You know that feeling? Wait, if I think hard enough. No, no, no. It's acceptance, it's allowance. It's declaring, it's saying thank you. That is application. So I must say, I'm, I'm a little bit of a... Um, I'm, I'm a little bit driven. I could be driven. You know, I think I drive some people crazy. I apologize if you're one of them. But when I get my mindset on something, it's, it's a little bit like, get out of my way or get run over. I, I'll politely step over you, but I, you know, get out of my way or, or, or get, you know, get run over. And so I've been determined to find the most fully expressed sense of freedom within me. And in order to get there, I am willing to do whatever work required. And one of the things I'm doing actually right now is I, I am working with Bill Sarnowski and Mary Morrissey's Dream Builder program. And is anything that, that's in that program new to me? No. But I have someone who's coaching me and holding me responsible to do things that have been uncomfortable. And so every week I have to listen to the CDs, do my homework. It's so annoying not being the teacher. (laughs) Now I know what you feel like. (laughs) And every week he holds me accountable for the things I say I'm going to do. But isn't that where your potency is? Is your potency not in being your word and the integrity of your word? If you don't think it is, trust me, it is. The answer is yes. Don't even think about it. It's like yes. My power is in my word, my power is in my integrity, my empower is doing what I say I'm gonna do. I don't care if you tell your kid you're gonna pick him up at a certain time, or whatever it is, that your power is in the word. So what happened was I had, I was in, um, and I wasn't gonna tell you this yet, but I'm kind of excited about it, and it is about application. So I, I had one of those naps that was meditation first, you know, you meditate into sleep, those are, like wonderful, wonderful little naps. So I meditated myself into a little bit of a nap, and when I come up out of the nap, I'm, I was in the middle, I'm in the middle, or no, actually now I'm very much at the end, of finishing a book, and um, I, it'll probably be around in a month and a half called Prosperous Me. I wanted to write a book with treatments for us on prosperity, just to blow our own minds, okay? And so we were currently doing the, I didn't tell you this yet, right? Okay, I didn't, we were currently doing the abund- the uh, prosperity circles and using John Randolph Price's abundance book, right? You all know that book, right? Or many of you. And uh, we've been getting a lot out of it, a lot out of this practice. Many of us have had a lot of mind-expanding, consciousness-expanding experiences by doing this practice, especially as groups in concert with each other. And so I come up out of the nap, and the thought is, get John Randolph Price to write you forward, Right? And I went, and then I, and then I went, just like Stephen said, I had this great idea, I went, man... You know, who am I? Why would he do that for me? You know, no. I, I thought, well, but maybe. So I told my prayer partners and my mastermind people about it. And they said, yeah, it's a great idea. Between a great idea and time of actually asking was about three weeks. It took me three weeks to get my mind wrapped around that I was worthy of the ask, just worthy of the ask. And Bill, being my dream builder coach, said, come on. So I did. And he did. So Reverend Joel has already created the cover of my new book. And it's going to say, Prosperous Me Forward by John Randolph Price. Woo! is that cool? Woo! That's cool, right? What a fun thing. Now, that's all fun. But here's, here's what mattered. I got more courageous than I'd ever been in my life. I'm suddenly, now, I'm a Jersey girl anyway, but I'm suddenly feeling much more courageous than I have felt prior to that moment. I feel much more worthy of saying I'm worthy of because I challenged my own belief system. So it's cool that he did that, but what's cool is I went past my limited thinking. I went past my own no. And I'm going to have to i'm gonna have to if i want to keep feeding that continue to expand my experience and i'm ready to do that so now that that happened there's other changes happening and you'll hear about them over time and, and and it's wonderful and what's happened is i had to come from because of that i had to come from a limited way of thinking to have what i'm calling a million dollar mindset which is actually a term that uh uh Um, Joe, no, Uh, the guy, uh, Ray, 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 yes, James Ray, James Ray, what's his whole name, James Arthur Ray, thank you, that was, he had a whole program called the Million Dollar Mindset. So, I had to stretch, and this helped me to stretch, from, oh, Michelle, I'm the minister here, maybe he'll do it and maybe he won't, to now having a yes and having the courage and feeling fearless to having what I'm feeling like is a million dollar mindset. I'm feeling incredibly worthy. Not just because of that, but because I keep gathering reasons now. I keep living into why not me? Right, why not you? Why not have the bed and breakfast that you want? Why not have a best-selling, a best, you know, best-selling book? Why not having, he's not there, he's back there. Why not having, uh, why not have the CD of the year? Why not have everything you want? Why not, why not you? The, there's no reason. You can't give me a damn good reason. So we apply We apply. We apply. How do we apply? We say yes, because. And I'm just going to use a single word right now. God is good, all the time. God is good, all the time. When do we respond to a to something we need? Alfred J. Robinson. No. When do we respond? Immediately. That's application. We respond, he he usually gets that cue a little better. We'll we'll have to work on this. (laughs) We respond immediately. How do we use the application? I know I'm going over. We use the application morally, responsibly, creatively. Because God is busy saying yes, so it's for you and I to be conscious, to be morally on the mark, to be available and to use it in the most creative way possible. Why not you? Right? And so it is. Thank you. Thank you. All right. So, oh, one thing I want to say we, um, there, are, there are many people that uh, last week and people that are, have been talking about, and Marcy, would you stand and um, Elaine DeMars and Dina, where's Dina? right there, right in front of me. These, these individuals are your membership team. For those of you who have applications, you're ready to hand in, or you're interested, please see them about membership. Thank you, ladies, very much. Membership here has many perks, but it also has a lot of just juicy love. Just juicy, oozy love, which is the best part of it. Forget about the perks, you get loved a lot. You get loved anyway, but you know we really love our members. And so please see them regarding membership. Um, And one of the things I want to say to you, and this is the time of year that I get very aware of how we are our word or how we are not. And I want to ask you that if you are sitting in these seats, that you please always value what happens here as much as a Starbucks cup of coffee, as much as it costs you to go to the movie, as much as it costs to have that cold stone ice cream. Because sometimes I think that maybe not everybody realizes what it takes. And we have a lot of love, and we say yes to everyone, and our doors are always open. But we need you to help us keep it open. So in that, think of us in the highest way possible and support us from that high place. This is my request as the, the one who stands before you. You know, the one who who wants you not not to just have it, but to have it in a big way. And I'll let you know that the board members, your board members, are tithing board members. There is no leadership around here without investment. So in order to be on the board, you have to be willing to be a tither. That tells you about the mindset of these individuals. So please take your offerings in your hand. Put them between your hands, against your heart, whatever that is, and infuse it with your love, with your consciousness, and accept, accept the good that comes from this offering. We bless the giver, we bless the gift, and we bless the act of giving, for it is always one activity in the mind of God, and it is good, Glorious and beautiful activity and inside the program, if you want to read to me, it says, I bless this gift that I give here today. I give this gift from my heart and I give it mindfully. May my gift go forth to heal, prosper, and bless the center and all who enter. I accept all good that comes as a result of this flow, knowing that it returns to me multiplied abundantly. And so it is, is. thank you.